All right, everyone, I want you to stand up right now. Take out your phones. Take a selfie with your neighbor. It's time to get social. Welcome to this very special Amazing Race 28 episode of You Are Seen Them with the Amazing Race podcast from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Armstrong, and joining me as always is the Canadian who would only ever get himself trapped in a clay pot if it contained a cooler, Logan Saunders. Morning. And I'm very pleased to say that joining us today is one of the stars of Amazing Race 28 herself, it's Sherry LeBrant. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are we? How are y'all? Yeah, we're not doing too bad. It's, uh... Rapidly winding down this interview season now. We've got one more after you now, and then uh, then we take a few weeks break. Well, I'm glad I was able to uh, fit in with your schedule. You are number ten. Oh well, that that's perfect. <laughs> anyway, so Sherry, how were you cast for season twenty eight? Okay, so this is what happened: is that um, season twenty eight is a social media season cast, and they contacted um, Cole. And Jack, Jack's my third son. He also, like all my kids kind of have like a good little social media following. And so they contacted both of them and um, they wrote back. And uh, I think when they realized that Jack was only 17, they weren't sure if that was going to work well with California um, actors laws, because even though we're traveling around the world, you still have to follow those laws. And what they did is they said for, my oldest son and then Jack to send in an interview with Colt. And then my husband and I, we sat together and did an interview with Colt also. And we just submitted all of it. And CBS chosen me to be his partner, which I was completely shocked because I really didn't think they would pick me. And I think my interview went something like, I'm Sherry, I'm Cole's mom. I have six kids. I know how to make sandwiches and clean toilets. And that was pretty much it. <laughs> I didn't think I really um, wowed anybody, but I guess they liked that I was able to make sandwiches and clean toilets, and I guess that got me, got got us to the casting part. That's what put you over the edge over everyone else who sent an application with Cole. <laughs> <laughs> nobody else had that skill. I really think in the final leg, if they had made like a sandwich challenge, a sandwich making challenge, we would have like come in first. Would the sandwiches have to be cut in the shape of hashtags to fit in with the theme of the season? They would have to, yes, because you saw that hashtags were very important for our season. We figured that out by like the second or third leg. It was, I guess, one of the easier memory challenges to probably catch on to. Yes, I think so, too, because we were writing everything down, you know. And then um, I think by the third time, by the third one, we were like looking and thinking, okay, now we're starting to see a pattern. But, you know, I don't know. Like, sometimes you think, like, maybe they're thinking that's still obvious, that's so obvious, and that wasn't it. So you still write everything down because, you know, they could be tricking us. Was there anybody who didn't catch on that the hashtags could be used as the final memory challenge? No, we all caught on. 
<laughs> it was that <laughs> obvious, eh? <laughs> it was pretty obvious. But I, I still thought, you know, flags, where the countries would be, you know, those sorts. So we did study other stuff because we thought that was too easy and there was going to be more. Right. Um, can you tell us about the one contestant who almost made it onto your guys' season? The one, uh, Glozell, I think. Oh, okay. I don't know much. You know, as crazy as it sounds, I really don't know all these social media people. I had heard, I never saw her interview, and I had heard that she was brought up, but she hurt her foot or something. That's all I know. Oh, okay. Um, so did like she broke her foot or something, and so I think that threw her out. But we never saw her um, in our group. When we flew to California to do our interviews, we didn't see her there. Right. She, I guess she was in one of the other groups, I guess. I guess so. She would have been. I think we were in the second group. So I guess she was maybe in the first group. I don't know. Or maybe she might have already been out at that point. That actually leads me to another question. Who was in your casting group that made it onto the season? Uh, Tyler and Corey, um, Bernie and Ashley, Jessica and Brittany. That might have been it. Oh, no. Um, Marty, Marty and Hagen were also in our group. Oh, yeah. So it was, it was just two two casting groups then? From what I gather, yes. Um, I just had a question might pop into my head, but I've already forgot. Oh, did uh, Cole have to point out to the other... Did he recognize some of the other social media teams? Yeah, he knew Tyler and Corey. But that was it. <laughs> that was it. Wow. That so even it. within that small circle, you guys really didn't know too much uh, about each other. Or did other no. teams know more than others? No, and what's funny is that, like, talking to Tyler and Corey later, um, which Cole's probably going to hate, they didn't realize we were a mother-son team. I think they thought that I was, like, an older girlfriend or something like that. So I think that's <laughs> kind of And they also said that they thought that we were, like, probably a little bit more deceitful and mischievous than what we really were. <laughs> <laughs> but you know we were we're kind of like straight up easygoing people, and I think they thought that like that was like our ploy. But it's like no, really, we're we're really that um like that nice. <laughs> we had no schemes up our sleeves. We were just like we can't believe we're here doing this. It's like what what's your guys's game? Come on. <laughs> yeah, no, there's like drop no the facade. <laughs> <laughs> there was no game whatsoever. So there was no consideration to use uh, the U-turn at any point then. No. <laughs> And actually, we had even talked about U-turning, like, would we U-turn people? And um, Cole and I had kind of went into it that we kind of wanted to do the race, like, straight up, you know? And if we had to U-turn people that, just for our own our own standpoint, that we just wanted to beat people because we we, we, we beat them, not because we U-turned them. Not that there was anything wrong with it. That's part of the game. But that was just how we felt. Do you know anybody who was considering to U-turn you guys during the race? I don't know anyone that was considering it, but I do think um, at a actually the first that we you know the first U turn they didn't no, nobody I think was going to U turn anybody and um, yeah I guess no one even thought about U turning us because then we had the second U turn and obviously the strong team was were, was the frisbee boys and so they needed to go that was the strong team that needed to go so they had the target on their back right I know. I think other teams have talked about this before, that there was almost like a, I think we've talked about this with Hal Johnson from Amazing Race Canada as well, that there was almost like a, a metagame, I guess, with the U-turns because people were worried about pissing off the other teams' uh, fans on social media by doing anything super mischievous or using U-turns. I mean, that was never brought up. No? Oh, okay. 
Yeah, because I was just, uh, I think Blair mentioned it um, in one of the Facebook groups a while ago that there was a bit of concern with that, with how maybe that was just the case only for them, I guess. But they were worried how people would react online if you you turn some of the other teams. Oh, I mean, maybe maybe we were low on the totem pole. But we didn't hear that conversation. <laughs> but, you know, it, it may be also because we weren't planning on U-turning anyone. So, But it wasn't that we were worried about um, what other fans would think, you know, other people's fans would think. It was just – it just wasn't how we wanted to play the game. And a big complaint for our season is that everyone thought that we were all too nice and that we were all concerned about our um, – I guess our reputations and maybe there is a yes and no to that. I think that we're all of us are real nice because we are, I'm saying we, I'm not, I'm just like a mom, but they all are social media people. So they're naturally nice. They're naturally engaging. And also how I felt it wouldn't be right for me to be a naturally nice and easygoing person. And then I come on TV and I'm just like this mean, horrible person and I'm backstabbing everybody and, tricking people and saying, oh, no, this is over here and it's over there. Like that would be so against my character that I wasn't I wasn't going to go on TV and be someone that I'm not. Yeah. And Don't, know, yeah, not overcompensate. <laughs> yeah. There was no reason to overcompensate. Like it's just you. I, and so I think that's how everyone on our season was. It's like it would be stupid for you to see, you know, some your your favorite YouTuber or Instagram or and you've been watching them for years and then now you see them on TV and they're not even the person that you've been watching on for years. You know what I mean? So what you saw is just who they are. And, you know, I read a lot. I read a lot of um, reviews and uh, from Amazing Race fans and they're like, oh, they're just being so fake and over the top. And it's like it's, they don't it's because they have no idea who these people were. And if they just went back and watched watch them online, they would see, no, that's exactly who they are. You know, so some of the people, like a lot of people didn't like Blair's voice. That's Blair's voice, you know? So if you don't like Blair's <laughs> voice, that's her voice, you know? She wasn't faking it for the show. Or I think some of them thought that some were over the top. Well, if you go and watch their YouTube stuff, they're over the top. And Cole is silly and goofy. If you went back and watched his YouTube, he's silly and goofy, you know, so... So okay. what you're saying is I should go on Amazing Race Canada and try to create the most stereotypical Canadian accent possible and just see if people accuse me of faking my own voice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So what? why do you think you and Cole worked uh, together so well as a team? How did you guys get all the way to second place by the end of the season? Well, first off, that... Um, when we went into the race also, we came to an understanding that I wasn't going to pull the mom card on him and say, we're going to do this because I'm mom. And he wasn't going to pull the man card on, on me like, well, we're doing this because I'm a man. That we were kind of going into this as equals. And as awful as it sounds, I didn't really think we were going to win. <laughs> so I just, we just both wanted to do the race, have a great time. So when we came home, we had really good memories and just enjoy the experience and just do one leg after the other. And I don't know, maybe that's how we did well because we were just goofing off and having fun pretty much the whole time. In contrast to Kurt and Brody, who were probably taking it a bit more seriously than than yeah, others, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Kurt and Brody definitely. I mean, I mean, I guess maybe if you were like two guys, I mean, I think two guys, like, you know, you kind of have that competition, like, like I'm a man and. 
you know, we're going to win it all and we can do everything. And they were, I mean, they were incredibly, an incredibly strong team. And I think that Cole and I just, each time we just kind of slid in <laughs> at the last second, every time we were completely shocked that we were still in it. What was the most shocking, uh, I guess, uh, survival for you guys in the race where you just thought absolutely guaranteed to be eliminated, I guess, other than the non-eliminations, um, when you were just completely certain you were gone? Okay, so, you know, we got the continuation with um, Armenia, and that was the oil change thing. And I think I was just so upset at that point that even when he told us we were, it was a continuation, it wasn't shocking. I was just so emotional because I thought I'd lost it all for us. But then Dubai was a complete shock. We were so lost in Dubai. We were hours behind everybody. And even after a certain point, we knew we were we were out. And um, I was we were just kind of like taking in the moments and just like because we knew we were out. You know, we knew we were out. Um, so let's just go ahead and enjoy all the scenery that we're seeing. I even remember riding that little tugboat thing and holding the gnome. And it was at night. And um, I just sat there because I'm like, I'm sitting here with my son in Dubai. And this is beautiful. And we had a good run at it. We did. I felt like we did a good job. And um, we had fun. So... <laughs> When Phil told us that it was a non-elimination leg, you need to go back and look at our faces. We were both shocked because we had also come to the point where like, not that we were ready to go, but I guess we just messed up so much on that leg. It was just like, we we felt like we deserved to go. And, um, and we were, we were really worried what the other teams were going to say when they found out that we were still in the race. Cause that meant that we took a continuation and we took another non-elimination and we kind of thought that everyone was going to be kind of mad at us about it. Yeah, you guys just needed to be last on the first leg, and then you would have hit all three. Why didn't you guys pull that off? I did my best to be last in the first leg. You saw I couldn't put that stupid puzzle together. I had two complete masks and missing one piece from each mask. So I did everything I could to come and last that first leg. <laughs> Who do you think was the most uh, underestimated or underrated or maybe even misunderstood team from your guys' season? Honestly, we thought that um, the models were going to do a lot better than what they did, Brittany and Jessica. I actually thought they were going to go a lot further than what they did. I was a little bit surprised about that because they're both very competitive girls. They're very smart girls. So Cole and I were completely shocked when we found out they were out. Yeah, that was during the leg when it was that where um, both teams from three different seasons all happened to be on that pit stop at the exact same time, except for Jessica and Brittany. Yeah, and that one actually was one that kind of made me mad in a way because Cole and I did really well that leg. And then when you found out we were all, except for Brittany and Jessica, um, we all had to wait for that one train. There was, I think, me, Bernie and Ashley, and the Frisbee boys, we would have been on that first train. And we could have been, Cole and I would have been in the top three. But we all had to wait for the one train and it ended up being all the teams made it. And I'm I'm not a fast runner. So that's the reason why we ended up coming like, I think I beat Blair in the foot leg race or something like that. And that's because she still had probably like 40 pounds of stuff in her backpack. She still, she only threw away one curling iron, but kept the other two, as I understand. <laughs> yeah, probably so. <laughs> but she looked so much prettier in the race than I did, so I can't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's the price of extra weight in the backpack, I guess. <laughs> yes. Well, my backpack was overly heavy, but more so because I was packing like a mom. Cause, so I was like, well, what if we our shoes get wet? And then what if like the, what if like we pair we tear a pair of shorts? And what if we you know? So I like overly packed for like everything that could possibly happen. Which if I ever get to do the race again, that will not happen. Did you throw anything out while you were on the race? Yes, I threw. We threw away a lot of stuff. I'm actually embarrassed to tell y'all. I even packed a book to read um, on the airplane. Wow. <laughs> what was it like? War and Peace. Was it like a, one of those two thousand page books, or was it yeah. at least a novella to lighten the load? I think it was a Stephen Hawking's book, honestly. <laughs> so the origins of the universe. So um, I ended up throwing it away too. Wow, that is some deep reading for a twenty day race. I know, I never, I know, I, never... <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so how, in most seasons, there's a lot of self-drive legs. How happy were you and Cole that you only had to do the one self-drive leg in Dubai? Oh, I mean, very, very happy that we only had to do one self-drive leg. And also that it was towards the end of the race. I had, Cole and I had no sense of direction and that's what made it so funny when it was like we're doing the amazing race and it's like we have two uh, directionally challenged people <laughs> doing the race. So I'm glad that it was only one self-drive leg because otherwise you would have just seen us lost. Like you just could have like a whole show of Sherry and Cole lost. Or otherwise we could be talking to say Cam and Darius as the second place team right now <laughs> if there was right. more self-drive legs. That's right. That's true. <laughs> I actually think Cam and Darius were in our uh, original interview session, too, I think. Oh, yeah. Did you ever interact with those guys too much? Because they were really quiet after the season, uh, like during and after the season. Yeah. And um, we did because when you at the the first week of um, right before you do the race, you know, we all come together. We have to do our pictures and our introduction and your shots. And so you all really weren't supposed to talk, but we all kind of did a little bit. We kept on getting in trouble. But they are two really nice guys, very intelligent. Um, they were doing like magic tricks for us and everything. Um, so I, that was another one that we were actually a little surprised that they got out so quickly as well. You know, two very smart, athletic guys. And that just shows you that sometimes luck is luck is part of the game. Who does the better magic tricks, Cam and Darius or Zach King? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe actually live, uh, Cam and Darius, but obviously Zach Keen, he knows how to work the camera angles. <laughs> I guess pre-production versus uh, post-production in, in that case. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> have to see how well-rounded both of them are. <laughs> how much did they tell you about the actual go moment as well? Because you guys had the weird situation of being at home and then getting the video. Did they actually warn you that that was going to happen, or did you think you were then going to fly back out to a start city? No, we knew we were starting from our house. We knew we were starting from our house, and I did ask them permission to let my older son know so he could drive down and say goodbye to me one last time. And and they they did allow that. But um, no, we knew, and and we were a little bit worried because we were leaving from South, you know, South Alabama. And so we don't have like a large airport hub. So we knew we had to do Dothan. We had to drive to Dothan, fly to Atlanta. And we were just worried if that was going to put us behind. But, you know, because people in L.A. could just immediately fly down. They had like a um, 
they had a better um, advantage than we did, but they said that we didn't need to worry about it, that they would, that that would be equalized out. Yeah, because they, they stopped anyone leaving the airport, I think, until everyone had landed. Right, we all had to land. And that was actually something, too, that was where we had made a mistake. Um, Cole and I, like, prepaid some taxi. What we realized is I think we had, like, a taxi bus. I don't know if that's what you call it. But I guess more people could have fit in there, so the guy was driving super slow. And that's the reason why we were one of the last people to arrive there with Phil, you know, that first little part. And we realized that everyone else got little taxis. So I feel like one of the – we made a huge taxi mistake, but at least, like, we kind of made it early on and we were able to catch up with it and learn from our mistake after that. And really, from here on out, we didn't have any taxi errors. I wish that they showed it more. But Cole was phenomenal at picking the right taxi. So he would talk to somebody. And if they just for a second, like, hesitated, he was on to the next taxi. That's a really good strategy. We've talked about that with another uh, with another uh, super fan where they really want to do that as their uh, taxi strategy. Yeah, if they, like, if they just hesitated, Cole's like, nope, and went to the next one. He would be, like, four or five taxis ahead of me. And then as soon as he, like, he would find that I had to run as fast as I could to kind of get catch up. Well, I mean, I was trying to catch up, but, you know. <laughs> I'm not as fast as a young teenage boy. Um, so I guess in a way, like people, oh, fans over the years say, oh, teams get screwed over by a bad taxi. But I guess there's actually ways to defend where getting that bad taxi is can be partially your fault. Yes. You know, and if you think about that China leg, I mean, we just showed the um, our taxi driver that clue. And I guess it says, I can't remember what it said, the library. or I really can't remember what the clue was. But our taxi cab driver dropped us right off in front of it like right in front of the building. And that wasn't production setting it up. We legit had to find a taxi and the guy knew exactly where it was. We stayed in the taxi until he took us there. And I think that's where Bernie and Ashley messed up is I think they were maybe looking for something else. They got a little frustrated and got out of traffic and, and got out of their taxi and ended up getting lost. Wow. And that could have changed the whole outcome to the ending of the season right there. Yeah, we would have been in fourth place. We thought we were in fourth place. And it's funny because the, the way they edited it, Cole was like, you know, we could still be in it. And that was him just joking around because, again, we, we knew we were out. Like, we were so far out, you know. And we were just – because nobody else was doing the, um, the unicycle challenge. And we, it took us forever. And then it started raining, so it made it harder. So we knew we were out. But we were just, having, again, having fun with the unicycle challenge. We're sitting in a taxi. We're laughing and cutting up. And then when he's like, you know, we could still be in it. We just start dying laughing, but it is kind of funny that they edited it as if like maybe we really knew what was going on. We had no idea. We we thought we were so out. <laughs> you were just happy Phil didn't come out on the course to eliminate you. At exactly, that point. exactly. <laughs> like you still have not figured out how to ride this unicycle. <laughs> Since you guys didn't have a real starting line, like a lot of racers say, that's when the adrenaline really kicks in. It's right when Phil says go. When you guys don't have that real starting line, when did the adrenaline rush set in for you and Cole? I think when we got, like, when we did see Phil and we got that original ticket, you know, to tell us where the next place was, I think that's when, like, we looked at each other and were like, wow, we're really doing this. Like, it's middle of the night in Mexico and we are really doing this. And then um, you'll notice, I'll go ahead and say, y'all noticed that I kind of was crying a lot that first leg. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And, um... <laughs> The reason why is that I kind of thought all along that I was the wrong pick to race with Cole. I thought it should have been one of the guys that I felt that they chose the weakest 
person in our family. And I was so afraid that he had taken all this time off to do the race. And I was going to be the reason why we were out the first leg. And then when we kind of got lost and we didn't see anybody and we just kept on running and running. And I just, it just kind of really, I guess all the emotions of like the, you know, pre the, the months before that was always a worry in my head that I was, that they had picked the weakest person in the family. And I guess just at that moment, all the emotions just kind of like poured out of me. And I was just so afraid that um, I was going to be the reason why we were out. So when you guys get to play again, is it going to be different where you're going to really be making Cole feel guilty if he's the one that lets you down the next time where the roles can reverse and you can be the one that says, I'm, I'm the racer now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I've already decided if we ever race again, he gets to do the first challenge. <laughs> and it's skydiving. Oh, God. No, then that has to be me or otherwise we're out. <laughs> it has to be me. I would like to do, or maybe if they ever do like a, an all-star mix-up that would be kind of fun i would i would love to race with like another racer that would be pretty cool which racer oh my gosh there's like i always talk to i would like i would i would want to race with Corey or scott um scott yes scott's my buddy we love scott i know we so love. i would have i would have so much fun i want to i just want to race with somebody that i would have a lot of fun with and we would laugh and enjoy it the whole time and I, I know for a fact from speaking to Scott that he listens to all our interviews as well. So he will be listening to this. <laughs> well, Scott knows I love him. So it would be really fun to race with him. We would laugh the whole time. But he's, you know, like he, he has that um, competitive edge that would probably keep me going and like keep me focused. Like, Sherry, stay focused. We got to do this. Stop laughing so much. <laughs> And that's another situation. If you're teamed up with Scott, that's another uh, season where you would have to do every heights-related challenge. Yes, I would, wouldn't I? <laughs> yep. So, again, you would see me cry because I'm afraid of heights, but I would put on my mama bear pants and, and do it so he wouldn't have to. Oh, Scott's not afraid of heights anymore. He he loves heights. I think he's still afraid of heights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really need a video of me and Scott going on a roller coaster together. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> and see, now, I love roller coasters. I love all those sort of things. But um, I jumping off, like, uh, you know, when I had to jump off that building, what really freaked me out is that I realized the rope wasn't attached to anything. It was just a bunch of guys holding it. So that really freaked me out. Because I was like, what if, like, for some reason, they all let go of it at the same time? I'm dead. Tore a bicep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, they all get a tore bicep at one point, you know, at the exact same time. Sherry's hitting the ground. You know what? We're not really feeling the social media season. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Never mind. Forget it. We're not airing this one. This one, this video will go viral. <laughs> I mean, I guess Cole would be a rich, a rich person at that point, right? <laughs> After seeing his mother splat on the ground. It'd be like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. It'll just be a pop of smoke or a cloud. <laughs> And then, yeah, then that's a case where Phil would have to be out on the race course. That'd be a that'd be a very interesting uh, scene for him to uh, narrate. Yeah, that would be tough to narrate. But she did grab the clue. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. Then the part then there would be a mandatory uh, partner swap for Cole. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What is more likely to happen, Cole uh, going skydiving or you becoming a full time car mechanic? I was a pretty good mechanic. 
doesn't everybody want me to change their oil? I mean, come on. And you know, I thought that car was going to catch on fire when we were riding in it. I don't know how it didn't. You saw how much oil I poured all over that engine. <laughs> yes. I thought it was going to catch on fire. So did our camera crew. They thought it was going to catch on fire. Yeah, and the amazing race would surely be lit at that point. It would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, that was so funny. And um, I had like a lot of people after that show, after that episode aired, that told me that I could have, I guess, punctured it with a screwdriver, that I guess it can create like a type of seal. And that if I had punctured it, it would have loosened the seal and I could have gotten it undone. And for the record, I do want to tell you all, I did try to go both ways because I thought maybe because we're in Armenia, it's different here. So don't I don't want everyone to think like, oh, she was so stupid. She only did it one way. Now, I was actually really trying both ways. It's just it was sealed on so tightly that it needed something more. Yeah, it's like uh, nearby Bulgaria where nodding your head means no and then shaking your head means yes. It could have just been reversed. It's similar reversal like that. Well, I just said, no, like, you know, I don't, I'm not much of a car person. So I thought, well, maybe in another part of the world, the car is different. And so I, I try, I did try both ways, but I did have a lot of people after like tell me that if I, I could have punctured the air filter and I guess it, or oil filter and it would have um, loosened, it would have loosened it. Personally, for me, I'd be taking the four hour penalty because I haven't driven a car in about 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just think I looked out and got the one the one taxi that just because everybody else um, was able to loosen theirs with just their hand. And I just looked out and got the only one that required um, some muscle behind it. Of course, that's where luck plays a factor into the amazing race. Right. And I have I have like really strange bad luck. So I wasn't surprised that I chose the wrong taxi. What's the strangest case of bad luck you've had? Oh, I mean, okay, for I even like think like if you look at even the first the first leg, like I happen to choose the one like I can't find the last puzzle piece of two masks and have two complete masks and everybody else can find one complete mask. And then um, anytime I drive anywhere, you can always guarantee the really slow person is going to cut out in front of me and go super slow and then drive with like the wrong blinker on. So it's not like really life changing bad luck. It's just non-important bad luck that's what i call it or uh it'd be like first world bad luck is what you're saying exactly first world bad luck right you know so like if you got like two grocery lanes to choose from like which one am i gonna choose i will choose the grocery lane that's gonna go the slowest yeah like there's it's really short but then it turns out somebody has like damaged fruit and groceries within there and then they're yeah. they're gonna pay that's twenty dollars in nickels and dimes like right. stuff like that that's my kind of bad luck. So yes, definitely first world problems, bad luck. You missed out the biggest piece of bad luck ever to affect you, and that is to have to meet Logan in real life. <laughs> That's right, but I did. <laughs> After Justin snuck him into your finale party. I know. Yeah, was... I snuck him in the cart of, uh, of uh, gourmet cheeses. I was underneath the, the cart that was uh, wheeled in for that. <laughs> 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 well, hopefully I'll see you at another uh, finale party. I would like to go to another one. Yes, that was, yeah, 20 and 29 were both uh, very, very fun experiences for me. Perhaps when I finish my uh, trip around the world early next year, maybe by then, season 31 will have finally uh, started airing, and maybe I'll, right before I go home, I'll pop in for, for the 31 finale. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe I can be out there and see you again. 
Kavino keeps trying to get us to uh, come to Hearts of Reality as well. Oh, Hearts of Reality is really fun. It's really fun. That's the one in Florida? Yeah, that's the one in Florida. We just had it. Right. I almost went to it, but then I'm like, no, I'm going to save up money so I can travel some more. As much as I would love to meet Joey Covino in person. <laughs> He's a pleasure to meet. <laughs> we like to call him the drunk uncle of our podcast. Yes, yes, he is. He is. <laughs> He's very funny. So you guys went to three new countries that the Amazing Race had never been for in your season. You went to Georgia, Armenia, and Colombia. Was there a particular one that was your favorite overall? Yeah, out of those three, probably Colombia. I would like to go back there again. Yeah, Colombia. Colombia is awesome. I, I'm sad they didn't go to Medellin of, out of all the cities in Colombia. Yeah, I mean, where we went was really pretty, um, but I would, I would definitely go back. And how um, did you guys all suffer from hearing loss after using those uh, Tejos in Colombia? Which one was that? That's the game where, like, you toss the Tejos and then they make this loud oh, banging yeah. noise. That wasn't so bad. That wasn't so bad. It was more surprising, like, oh, because I don't think we knew it was going to um, make that loud of a noise at first. Um, which country did you wish you guys had gone to that they didn't go to on the on the race? Well, I wanted to go to Italy, and Cole wanted to go to Australia. Have you guys gone to those countries uh, since then? No, we haven't been to either one. <laughs> and did they fake you guys out with any uh, fake country visas like they used to do a lot during the earlier seasons where you had a visa for, say, Nepal, and then you didn't end up going to that country? Actually, I don't think so. I think, And I think we were able to kind of figure – we were able to figure out that um, – uh, Bali was our, um, oh gosh, where is it called? Your, our sequester area. Oh, so the, sequester, the elimination station was Bali for your guys' this season? Yeah. We talked to Tyler from season nine where he said the sequester was in Lisbon and nobody was allowed to go anywhere because it was just pouring rain for the entire 20 days during filming. Did the teams at Sequesterville for 28 get to do something a bit more fun than that? <laughs> yeah, from what I gather, they got to do a whole lot of stuff. And the only thing that was really weird is that I think they all got sick at some point. So we didn't realize this until, you know, the race was over and you get to have like we all come together and we have like a dinner together. And to find out almost everybody had gotten sick at some point. From different illnesses or all food poisoning? I'm, I'm curious what's across the board. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm guessing. I don't I like I really don't know because you know we did a couple of legs in uh Bali. So I don't I mean we were eating there but those of us that were still doing it we didn't get sick. So I don't think um Cole and I, Tyler and Corey, Bernie and Ashley and Dana and Matt none of them got sick. I think um Kurt had like had to go to see a doctor or something. Oh wow, so he had to actually get legit uh medical attention in Squesterville? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if it was food poisoning or from the water or what, but they all did get to do stuff. And it, I mean, it looks like they had fun, but, you know, Cole and I were glad that we were still doing the race. <laughs> we we joke around that we figured that every time that somebody came, you know, to visit Sequesterville, that everyone there was probably thinking, Cole and Sherry aren't here yet. <laughs> like every time it was probably like a shot that we weren't there. <laughs> 
maybe they were thinking that, uh, especially later on, maybe it was a Freaky Friday thing where he had switched bodies with one of the other racers and it was actually you guys. Yeah, that probably so. That was the only way that we continued. <laughs> and I, we have like the lowest score, don't we, for being finishing second place? You have the the lowest average of any team ever to finish in the final three worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a team in the Israeli version of the Amazing Race that is super pissed off that you guys broke their record. <laughs> we were trying to do that. <laughs> So if you get any hate mail from Israel, it might be from those two people. That might be, because we broke the record. It was Latino America, Logan. Oh, it was Latino America, pardon me. So if you get spa- hate mail in Spanish rather than Hebrew, okay. you probably know where it comes from. That's And that's the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you guys have any specific alliances within your season? No, we didn't even create any alliances either, because... For the first part of the race, there was like a group of people we never really even saw because we were that far behind them. You know, the only time we maybe seen was like at the airport, but I don't think we we had any alliances. I don't mean why. I don't know why anyone would want to work with us. Because you're nice people. I mean, we're nice, but I mean, we are. We didn't add any strength. I don't think, except just you know, laughing and goofing off. That's the most valuable strength of all. <laughs> it breaks the tension. It does. It does. And, you know, Cole ate a lot. We used a lot of our uh, leg money to feed him. <laughs> At least he didn't take other teams' leg money to feed himself. Then you guys may have been u turned. That's right. That's right. No, we didn't do that. We used our own leg money. He's a growing boy. He was a teenager when he when he raced. Yes, he was a teenager. Is he the youngest racer? Had the production tell you if Cole was the youngest racer uh, to have gone the race other than the folks in uh, Family Edition? I'm not sure, but I know that he's the youngest racer to finish in the top three. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Trying to mentally scan through every age of all the amazing race contestants, but that that could take a bit of time. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, Logan, we'll wait. Yes, (laughs) we have all the time in the world. (laughs) Um, Let's see. So does everyone still keep in contact around your guys this season? Um, I mean, if they do, um, it's not necessarily with me. <laughs> what? What did, what did you do to them? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, really, the one that I probably text the most is Corey. I'll, I'll, I'll contact him a whole lot. More than Cole? Well, no. I mean, obviously, Cole more, but I thought that was given. But no, um, after that, it's more so uh, I'll, te- I'll, I'll shoot Corey a text every so often. But that's it. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe everyone else stays in contact. You know, they're all in California and stuff. So maybe maybe they all stay in contact. But that's about it. <laughs> um, can you guys talk about that unaired uh, penalty that you guys had, I think, in the second? Was it the second leg? Yeah, it might have been the second leg. Um, yeah, it was Columbia, where he grabbed a couple of extra purses and... Um, I guess he didn't realize you can't do that. And so we got there and um, we did. We had to wait 30 minutes. And and actually, I was kind of mad because when we finished, like we finished it, they made us stand around and wait for a little bit. And then um, then they said, OK, you can proceed, which I mean, I think we might have waited like 10, 15 minutes. And then we finally got to the finish line. And then they said we had to wait 30 minutes. And so that I wanted to talk to somebody because, like, 
15 minutes needs to be taken off because we stood around and waited for somebody to give us to go after we finished it. And they were like, yeah, we'll send someone to your room and figure it out. Blah, 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 blah. Nobody did. But then I guess it didn't really matter because I guess there ended up, somehow there ended up being an equalizer. So it didn't make any difference. I was sitting there pretty steamed um, during that whole time. Yeah, 15 minutes is a pretty big deal on the, can be a big deal on the Amazing Race. Yes, so I was mad. <laughs> Were you so annoyed that Cole allowed you to swear then, or not? Or has he still got a blanket ban on allowing you to curse? Well, it was so funny because, like, I guess they aired my cuss words because mine are, like, PG. But everyone else was, like, dropping the F-bomb. They can't, like, air those. So now it just looks like I'm the one with the potty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been saying something a little bit heavier and then they wouldn't have like aired my, my cursing. But I think I may be the only one actually cursing on air. I don't know. Did you guys come up with your own idea for the uh, intro shot video at the start of each episode? No, they, that, that was, they, they decided that for us. To pop out of the, to pop out of the hedges. <laughs> yeah. Pop out of the bushes. Yep. <laughs> Did you like, we love a wild intro shot. <laughs> Well, I was worried that they were going to make us do some sort of fancy walk-in like the models did. And I was like, y'all, like, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to do any sort of fancy model walk, model walk without looking like a goof. And so I was glad that they had us popping out of a bush or something like that. How did they come up with that idea? That seemed, we, I don't think they ever had that idea for any other intro before to be like, hey, 28 seasons in, let's just have a team pop out of a bush. We don't know why. I don't know. Maybe they thought that that was that fit our personality. They originally told us that they were going to it was like a house and they were going to have Cole sitting on the front porch and I was going to bring him some lemonade and he was going to be shirtless. And I was like, oh, OK, that's fine. And Cole's like, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to be shirtless to find out it was just a joke. But I was like, yeah, that'd be fine. I'll bring a lemonade. I don't care. Whatever. So that was the that was the alternative idea. And somehow popping out of a bush was the non joke idea out of the two. Yeah. Popping out of the bus, but I thought it was pretty funny. It's like, hey, we're here. I, that kind of suits our personality. Like, what, look, we're here. We're everyone else is like so cool and like giving like faces, like hang, you know, like because it's like a downtown city area, so the, everyone else looks super cool. And then you got us, Bama. <laughs> and that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and. Who had the closest relationship on the race, and why was it Blair and Brody? <laughs> I don't know. They, I think that, she, well, I, we were all thinking she should have, like, gotten with Kurt, because he's such a, I mean, Brody's super nice, too, but Kurt's, like, a little sweetheart. But I don't know. I guess it was just a little ro show romance, and it was cute. And I, from what I gather, it only lasted like, pretty much as soon as the season was over, that was it for <laughs> their connection. Yeah, because, you know, when we went to, when we all went over there to do the, um, you know, they had, like, a little premiere party for us. It was already over. It was, like, been over. Was it over, or did it not even really start? I don't know. I think they might have visited each other, like, a couple of times. But then I guess it, I guess it just fizzled out, or I don't know. It just ended do you think you guys would have done better in a race that was a bit more old school in terms of being able to do more flight scrambles? Or do you think always having a lot of equalizers at the start of each round uh, helped you guys out a bit more? 
Oh, no, the equalizers definitely helped me and Cole out. I mean, I'm not going to deny that whatsoever. The equalizers helped us a lot. I guess it makes sense if you guys are breaking the record for lowest average to get to final three that you needed something to keep you in the game in each leg where you didn't have that big of a disadvantage. Yeah, if anything I mean, carried over, it would have really sucked. could have been behind people for a really long time. Why did Dean and Matt do so well on that final leg? Because it seemed like they were quite a ways ahead of uh, everyone else uh, to the finish line. Well, the first thing that we had to do was jump off that building and um, grab the clue. Well, he's, I think he's like 6'4". So he got it the first jump. Well, Tyler and I are like 5'4 and 5'5". Five, five. So it took me three attempts and it took Tyler four attempts. And if you look, that's exactly how. And then after that, there was no way to catch up. And that was that. It all just came down to that. That was the only task that had any degree of variance. Everything else was super linear and straightforward and no yeah. way to really make up time. No way to make up time. We we all were arriving to like the next thing. Like when we got there, Dane and Matt were leaving. And then when Tyler and Corey got there, we were leaving. And that's how it just, it just next place after next place after next place. And that was that. Yeah, that's, that's the, that's it. Um, were you surprised by how far off certain people were in predicting that Dane and Matt would uh, win by the end of the season? I mean, no, because they were they were a good team. I mean, and they were racing a lot with, um, you know, they were working with Tyler and Corey. Tyler and Corey are a good team. So I don't think I think maybe the shocker is that Tyler and Corey didn't win. But I don't think anyone should have been surprised that Dana and Matt did, that Dana and Matt won also. I mean, by certain people, Logan means himself. <laughs> because I, as I was looking through my notes to to come up with topics that we were going to talk to you about earlier, I did see the point where in the finale there was just loads of gloaty messages from people on my behalf, just saying "Told you, Dana and Matt were going to win." Yeah, I mean they were. I mean they're a good, strong team. You know, I think um, I guess she was the villain of the season. I guess you could say that. So I guess a lot of people didn't want them to win, but. It wasn't that people wouldn't want them to win because they weren't a strong team. They were a great team. Was it surprising to see how much of the vitriol from the random fans online were was uh, directed towards Dana? Because she she had to seem like she had a rough time on uh, on the various social media platforms with people responding to how she was portrayed on the show. Yeah. Um. To be completely honest, I'm always surprised at how hateful the fans can be. Um. I mean, I know you asked me about Dana, but I can tell you I read some absolutely horrible things written about my own son that was plant, that was disgusting. And so I'm surprised that people just can't watch the show and appreciate that those of us that get picked to be on it, it's a it's a once in a lifetime opportunity and we're all excited to do it. And then you read these comments and um, it kind of bursts your bubble. So if any of you fans are <laughs> listening to this, be nice. Like, think about if you were about to do the show and then, like, you read all these horrible comments that they don't even know you. It's it's surprising. I mean, um, and you always have to realize that there's an edit. And, um, you know, maybe she got a little fiery during the race or whatever, but, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the type of person she normally is. But I don't know. I'm always I, – I actually had to leave a lot of the groups because I was surprised at how – mean many of the fans are season after season after season 
Yeah, it's still a continuing trend where it's like some some people just don't get certain aspects of the show, it seems like. No, and it's always like we we want normal people. We want normal people. And I'm thinking I, even my own season, like how much more normal do you get than a stay at home mom that's had six kids and hasn't gone anywhere for the past 20 something years? Yeah, like right now we are we are Skyping with you while you're in a room and your kids are making cameos while we Skype with you. How much more normal can that get? You just can't get much more normal than that. And and Cole, even though, yes, he is a YouTuber, but he is still he's married. He has a little girl, another little girl on the way, you know, so maybe their job puts makes them a little bit more famous, whatever. But at the end of the day, they're still just normal people doing it's just their job is something that's a little bit different and even like you know this past season that aired season 30 people it's just it's the exact same gripe we want normal people normal people and and then they just say i'm just i'm just amazed at some of the horrible things that people say i don't understand what it is about certain shows that just brings it out in people because amazing race does it survivor does it over here it's quiz shows People are just horrible on Twitter all the time about anyone. They just cannot be happy for anyone else. No, like, you, you exactly. You can't be happy that, like, a mother and son just, like, are racing around the world and experiencing something amazing. You have to, like, you have to say crude things. Like, I'm not just saying, like, oh, I don't like them. I'm saying some crude things are being said that I just was appalled because i know if, if they were looking at me in my face they wouldn't say it to my face but online they can say just whatever if they do say it to your face that would be twice as disturbing <laughs> i just say what no they filter say it again. <laughs> it'd be the last time they would say it that would be the last time because you say you know how mamas are you say something about their kids not a good thing not a very smart thing Maybe not what was the worst thing that was said, but what was the funniest, silliest slash most absurd complaints that you read? Where it's just like, you can't even take it seriously. Like, Well, what I didn't like is that I felt, okay, this is it, that people at some point felt that I was the stronger partner of the team. And I'm like, not at all. Like, he's carrying my, he's running around the world with two backpacks. He's getting the taxi for us, you know. Really, he was the stronger partner. And I don't know. I have no idea why I came across that way. I wasn't <laughs> whatsoever. So that kind of always made me laugh a little bit when people would say those sort of things. Or why didn't he change the oil? Well, the reason why he didn't change the oil is because I thought that would be easy and I needed him to do something that required strength or speed. We were saving him for strength or speed. So. And that hill was a really high elevation, so that could have been a heights, more of a heights task that Cole may not have wanted to do. <laughs> Which one? Wasn't the oil task a bit more on like a hill or something? No, but, well, no, he he would have done it. I just said, let me do it because I thought it was going to be easy. Because I thought it was just following directions, and I'm really good at following directions. And mm -hmm. I just didn't know if down the road there would be something that would require him. We need We needed to save him for something that would require speed, like running or strength. So it's like just the absurdity of fans just not quite getting like the whole, some of the road, roadblock strategies where it's like the person may not be stronger than the other. They just made decisions based on the little information they had. Yeah. And, you know, and, and then a lot of the stuff just isn't aired. Like a lot of stuff isn't aired that really 
was so important in the race. And I felt like some of the really strong parts that he was good at didn't always get aired. You know, like I said, like finding a taxi. That's not going to be fun watching him find a taxi, but that was huge and key. And then him running around with two backpacks on so I could so I could run. I guess for that to air, um, they could just show like Cole just doing uh, like uh, bicep curls with the backpacks. And maybe that footage makes it onto TV. That's, that would have. Well, I think if you notice when we were in, um, it might have been uh, Indonesia. Remember when we had to carry the big things on our heads? I think he has his backpack on the back and my backpack on the front, and he's carrying this huge thing, and I'm just carrying the thing. So that, that was one point that people got to see at least him carrying two backpacks for me. There were snakes in that leg, right? Yes, and we got to carry a snake, and he was a little bit – everyone was kind of skittish, but I got the biggest snake, and I was, like, holding its little head because I like snakes. They're super cute. Would you ever get a pet snake uh, around the house? Do they do they have a lot of those in, in Bama? <laughs> I mean, well, you know, actually, we've moved to Florida. We just moved to Florida. We've been here for about a month and a half. Yeah, I just moved for my job. But um, I I would have a snake, but I wouldn't be able to feed them anything live. So I would feel badly feeding them little live mice or anything like that. Well, maybe just convert the snake to being a vegetarian. You know? That's right. <laughs> or just eating dead meat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the leftovers. Uh, the leftovers. I just can't feed it anything live. <laughs> and uh, do you think with enough training that Cole could outrun uh, uh, a camel? <laughs> you know something that was that was one of the funnest things we did. Like I that's I always say that's that was pretty cool racing those camels on a bicycle. I kind of wish we had more. I wish we had more challenges like that. Like I felt like that was like a lot of strength and like really like hardcore, like pulling and doing like physical things. I wish we had more of those kind of things. That was fun. Maybe if you guys race again, maybe there'll be in like an, uh, an African safari and you can try and uh, outrun a, a lion. Yeah. I'm sure that'll be completely just, safe. I think that'd be super safe. <laughs> or we could just like ride on the lion's back or something. Yeah, just put a saddle on and there you go. There you go. I think you guys have answered this in other interviews, but uh, what was your uh, your favorite moment on the race? Oh, well, I mean, I I mean, favorite moment, I guess, when we did come in third place in China. I mean, I don't know if that's what you mean, but that was like pure excitement and joy. We just couldn't seriously believe it like most that that was probably like us winning the whole amazing race right there we just couldn't believe it it's like winning the amazing race but without the check without the check we did not get the check but we just i guess because we were so sure that we were out and then to think and then that we beat bernie and ashley like you've got to be kidding me like they were such an incredibly strong team that we were just beyond shocked like we thought everyone was going to already be in their hotel room sleeping <laughs> Did, they should have, uh, Phil should have thrown some uh, tejos as you guys uh, came around the corner just to yes. add in the extra excitement and energy. I know. Well, I think you saw like Tyler and Corey and Dana and Matt face. I think they were just equally as shocked as well. Did any of the camera operators faint when they saw you guys uh, turn around the corner? <laughs> I'm sure they did. I wish I could have seen their faces because I know that they all probably communicate with each other. So I'm sure at some point they were probably like, guys, we just want to tell you, Sharon Cole just pulled up in front of the place. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. 
Is it April 1st? <laughs> it's April 1st. So you're probably like, I'm sure Phil was probably like looking over the edge, like, are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> and then our dumb luck, like we're just like, we could have gone straight or gone left. And um, I saw a guy just standing there with an umbrella. And I was just like, Cole, let's just try this way first. So he started going that way. And as soon as he rounded, he saw steps and he was like, Mom, this way. So I just took off running. And uh, seriously, dumb luck. We could have gone left or we could have gone straight. Instead, we went left. And then I guess Bernie and Ashley, when they came around the corner, they were crying too, but for the exact opposite reasons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, seeing all three of us up there, you know, it was, I'm sure it sucked because they knew that they were a good team and they were an incredible team. Would they be one of the teams from your season you want to see come back if there was a future All-Stars? I mean, I'm sure people would love to watch them come back. I mean, you know, they they um, they um would always, like, at the airport, look things up. And, like, Cole and I, we would be kind of chilling. And then we're like, well, I don't know, maybe we need to look some stuff up. So we would be, like, punching computers, you know. But I don't know what we were looking up. But we had to look like we were doing something. <laughs> <laughs> Just end up looking up uh, red versus blue videos on, on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that's all we were doing, really. It wasn't anything important. We were watching cat videos the whole time. <laughs> Yes. There's worse ways to be spending your time in an airport. <laughs> so much research, guys. We're going to be so far ahead of you. Yeah, they were looking up lots of stuff. They knew tons of stuff, and, you know, we didn't. I'm sure any oh. other anybody else is probably like, we would love to race against Colin Sherry again because they suck. You guys made it to final three, though. You, you were <laughs> second place. I know, I know, but that's definitely probably by dumb luck. I mean, we, I mean, we did it. Next time you guys play, you have to get all three non-eliminations. We, we need that record to happen. <laughs> okay. That's our plan. That's our plan. And then or, win at the end. Hey, or we may surprise everyone and just come in first place every single leg. Yes, go for the be- have the both the best average and the worst average of anyone to make the final three. Go with I, go 1.0. I think that's the way to go. <laughs> go from 5.59 or whatever it is and shoot your way up to the top take that eric and jeremy of course i think y'all are like laughing because it's like seems impossible <laughs> anything can happen on the amazing race yeah um trying to think if there's any other teams that we uh haven't haven't brought up yet um aaron and jocelyn yes aaron and jocelyn i was your guys's uh uh, interactions with them while on the race and your thoughts on them. I think we oh. pretty much covered everyone else. <laughs> yeah, great. No, Aaron and Jocelyn are very sweet. And, you know, they were the ones that I think sometimes people thought were like a little hyper over the top. And the thing is, that's them, you know, like they, that's how they are. And um, they're funny and they're really nice and just goofy girls. And so they weren't putting on any show for, the show that's just how they are but really sweet and beautiful women and clever with the two b's and again cole and i knew nothing about that either you know before we did the show not a not a big connoisseur of clever news on youtube no <laughs> <laughs> and we've heard some interesting stories over the years about teams that getting close uh close contact with the law was there anybody who got in trouble with the law during during your season no i think we i think we all did well with that i know we were all a little bit nervous in dubai because they kind of give you this whole talk and 
you know, we had to be covered up, which is funny because then I'm running around in a bikini in Dubai. But, mm-hmm. you know, we had to have our shoulders covered and we couldn't like show any emo- like affection towards one another. And so I was like nervous that we were going to somehow be arrested there, but ended up being cool. Everyone seemed to be fine. Oh, so, wait a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There was one country. Dana and Matt did get in trouble with something. I can't, gosh, I can't even remember the whole story, but yeah, there was a close call. Heard, with Matt. Yeah, we heard in Dubai they got in trouble with, um, that's right, they got in trouble with the, they were driving by the embassy or something. Something, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yes, I assume, like, I remember that, and it was, like, pretty scary. Yeah, I think it's because they had the camera, like, the camera operator was, it looked like they were filming the embassy or something <laughs> I, like I that. Know. But I mean, <laughs> We're, you know, everyone's just driving around all over the place. So who knew that was the embassy, you know? But yeah, I think they did. Did they give you guys the Dubai talk like right before you went into Dubai? Or was it like in the season briefing before you start the race? No, right before we went to Dubai. So does everyone take a knee and circle around Bertram and Elise as they lecture you? Or how, how does, how does that our, work? It was our security detail. They told us. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, we all sit around and they and they told us, you know, the do's and don'ts. The do buys and do don'ts. Yes. <laughs> and then they told us that there may be sometimes that men wouldn't talk to us, and I think that kind of made uh, Dane and I a little bit angry. Like, how dare you not talk to us just because we're women? <laughs> yeah, I can't see you guys being you and Dana being the type to really put up with that too well. No, we were not very happy about that. So that could be why we had a little bit of a slight attitude going in. It's just like, really, you're not going to talk to us because we're a woman. And also, I didn't like, um, I was a little bit upset that, do you remember how in Dubai, how like we had to go into that little tent and the guys had to rub noses? Oh, yes. You didn't get to rub noses. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that only men could go in there. So what if we had had a female, female team? then how are they supposed to do that? And I personally don't think that the amazing race or any show should ever do something that only one gender could do. I was, I didn't think that was right. I think it needs to be something that male and female could do. I just, I was disappointed in that, that, you know, not that I want to rub noses with people, but that I wasn't able to do that because I'm a woman is not right. That you didn't have the choice. I didn't have the choice. If I wanted to rub noses, I should be allowed to rub noses. <laughs> Would you be allowed to draw um, you and the other person rubbing noses? Would that be a compromise? What, draw? Draw draw rubbing noses, yes. No, I want to rub noses. I want to rub noses <laughs> with those Dubai men. <laughs> so was that your one regret from the season then, is that you didn't get to rub noses? With the that Dubai men on the Amazing that, Race. That messed, That just put the whole show into the toilet because I didn't get to rub noses with complete strangers in Dubai. Worst show ever. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's but, not being a foot taller, jumping off that building to grab a clue on the final leg. It's yeah. nose rubbing. It's nose rubbing. I did not get to rub my nose on those men. <laughs> um. Were you shocked that nobody quit uh, before going down the water slide this time? Because for some reason, that water slide just really trips people up in the past on the Amazing Race. Yeah, um, not with this group. Honestly, this group just seemed like a crazy, adventurous group. Like they were up for anything. So I'm not even rubbing noses. 
even rubbing noses. But I, I'm not surprised that no one backed out. But I do want to tell you that that like I love like water slides and roller coasters and all that sort of thing. That water slide's not fun. It's not fun. It was like it hurt my back because you kind of hit like every single little thing. And then the water, you're going so fast and the water splashing up into your face that you mildly for a moment feel like you're drowning. I know the exact feeling you're talking about because I've done Summit Plummet in Disney in Florida. And that's the exact same thing. It's like you're basically just getting waterboarded. Yeah, like like in my head, I'm thinking, how is this even fun? I mean, I enjoyed it. It was just a bit of a, oh, my God, I'm getting drowned here. Yeah, I'm, I'm drowning. Right when you think, like, I'm about to die, then it's over with. But, yeah, I know the exact sort of slide you're talking about. Would Flight Time Big Easy have been able to convince anybody to not go down that water slide? No, I think I think everyone would. I think everyone was willing and ready to do that water slide. <laughs> Did you have any other questions, Michael? Um, the only other one I had was uh, how mortifying were those swimsuits in Dubai? I know you really liked them. Oh, they were actually horrible bathing suits because the fabric wasn't. Um, it didn't move. Okay, so for example, the straps. This like to adjust the straps so you you know didn't fall out it wasn't like normally either you know how bra straps and uh bathing suit straps they just kind of slide really easily these didn't slide so i actually had to get my teeth and kind had to adjust it to um adjust it so i didn't fall out uh, otherwise i just would have because the straps would have the straps were just so hangy that i would have like shown a little more extra for the show now i'll be honest if we were you know, at the, by the t- point we got there, everyone else was done. But if we were still like with the other teams, I don't know what I, I wouldn't have adjusted. I took the time to adjust the straps. I wouldn't have adjusted the straps. I don't know what I would have done there. They would have had to blur a lot of things out. That definitely would have been interesting in Dubai. It wouldn't have been. But I mean, like, I I wouldn't have taken the time to adjust the straps. And I know the other girls did. And I think if you notice, I think Dana kept falling out. And it's because those straps were not, you couldn't adjust them quickly. And they were at the longest length. It's like they came up to here. So it wouldn't have been, I mean, I guess great for ratings, but I mean, I I didn't like, the, the material was not very good. Yeah, there's even a guy on, now that I just remember, there is a really creepy guy on Reddit <laughs> that like posted, never posted on Reddit before. And then he had a thread of posting a bunch of screen caps of Dana in the bathing suit. Yeah. And it's, and that's why I know for a fact that she probably didn't adjust the straps because, you know, she's doing it competing with other people and she just kept falling out. And I think they, they were like, um, Dana, I think your your nipples out. So she had to keep on putting it back in. But I mean, it, anybody that has done, I'm sure, Amazing Race, Survivor, any other thing is like, if that's out, you really don't care because you're competing. Like, so what? Just blur it out. Right. <laughs> I don't. Did, I don't care. Did uh, anybody have any sort of linguistic advantage during the season? Did somebody know several languages? Well, Kurt spoke Spanish very well, so he had a huge advantage ab- about that. His Spanish was great. So he was just he could do all the tasks and also get breeze through the first. I guess that'll be the first three legs of the race. Yeah, and then also um, I think Bernie understood. French. So when we were in Switzerland, that really helped a lot. And so 
Cole and I caught on that he knew French. So we did everything we could to sit close to them for the time, for the time being. Just be like, oh, you guys are just our best friends on the race. Yeah, because he knew French. And so we we were doing everything we could to make sure we stayed as close as possible to him. That's actually a good strategy. Um, <laughs> see, we're not that dumb. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, there's thing. That's what keeps you guys in the race. Just little things <laughs> like that that we never got to see. Yeah. <laughs> That's the reason why we stuck really close to them on that leg is because uh, he understood. He he was able to read all the the uh, bus stop, like all the you know we had to do this bus to here, this bus to here, and he was able to read them all. Oh yeah. Did he also have? Who was who was the best with identifying those? Uh, I know you guys had the world flags, and uh, I believe that was in Switzerland. Yeah, that was Switzerland too. I think, like I think, Cole said he knew a couple from soccer, but I think Bernie right. knew a whole lot. And then I guess was Kurt. I think Kurt was the one doing that. So I mean, Cole was I mean teamed up with Bernie and Kurt, which are two like crazy smart people. And then Cole smart too. So you had like three really smart people doing that one. Wow. The, the intelligence on top of the on top of the four percent body fat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, in some seasons, there's some equalizers and overnight stops that have less than stellar accommodations. Did you guys have any really bad accommodations during the during the season? I mean, um, I you know we stayed outside overnight in Indonesia. We stayed like in little tents, like little individual tents. That was kind of interesting. And then actually our first night, was it in Mexico? Yeah, Mexico, we stayed outside too, in tent, and it was really cold. So we had to like put on our cold clothes and sleep in our, our tents. I mean, sleep in our sleeping bags. But what I hate is that everyone's sleeping bag was like this. Ooh. So you really couldn't get much sleep because anytime anyone moved, you could hear, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, because Mexico City, you guys filmed there in October, and it is not a, it's not a, it's not known for being a particularly warm city to uh, to visit. <laughs> yeah, it was really cold. It was really cold that night, and Cole wouldn't snuggle with me. He didn't want to cuddle. What? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I know. Isn't that what every teenage son wants? Uh, <laughs> wants every to agree to son wants to spoon with his mom in Mexico. I don't know what the problem was. <laughs> I guess that put a, uh, an end to the rumours of you being his very older girlfriend. <laughs> or maybe exes. Maybe they thought you guys were exes. They thought that we broke up, and now he was stuck racing with his, with his old girlfriend. Yeah. He was trying to be clingy, and then you had to push him away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we've already covered this before, but yeah, if you and Cole were invited back, I assume... No hesitation at this point, or would Cole want to race it with his wife now instead? If we were ever invited back, um, I would say yes, he would say no. He would say no? Mm-hmm. You know, he has a new wife, she's pregnant with a new baby. Um, you know, he has to run the YouTube channel, and yeah, I know that you can probably have somebody else run it, but that's just like a huge part of his business to like step away from it for a whole month that he wouldn't do that so i would be a yes and he would be a no wow did you guys get a call for 31 <laughs> i don't know if i'm supposed to say we've heard a few people who did <laughs> yeah, we, we, we interviewed uh, eric sanchez from season nine and all stars and uh 
uh, he, he told us in our podcast that he was given a call for him and Jeremy to come back from 431. Okay, so maybe maybe we did, and that's how I know the definite answer. <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> so I don't want to like I don't want to blow anything in case we ever get asked back again. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll get asked back in a few years, but that's um the situation is that currently in his life right now would not be a good time for him to do the race. But maybe well, in the few years that could change maybe in a few years that can change but you know having a pregnant a brand new pregnant wife um it just was i understand right so just the i guess the rapid fire questions is all we have um who is your favorite member of nsync oh i don't i don't know who's even in in nsync i was gonna say okay. justin Bieber, but he's not in that okay there is a Justin. There is a Justin in this. Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Okay. So yes. that's because that's the only one I know. Okay. okay what about what, who was your favorite boy band then? Would it be New Kids on the Block? Or were you sure. just never a boy band person? Yeah. No, I've never been a boy band. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, we'll say them. <laughs> definitely. We'll, we'll say. <laughs> this is going so well so far. <laughs> I'm just sitting back and letting you do this one, Logan. <laughs> it's fun. Man, what were okay. the. Damn. What were the other questions, Michael? We we skipped out on the rapid fire questions last time. Who would win in a fight between a baboon and a badger? Ooh, a baboon. Why? Why a baboon? You you had no hesitation with that. Have you seen how strong those things are? It just like rip its little head and legs off like that. Could it carry two backpacks? It won't. It wouldn't. It doesn't need it. It's like it, they would run in all their glory. <laughs> it doesn't want to cover up that pretty butt it has. That's right, right. So it's all about it's all about the presentation. Got to keep it in shape for uh, for TV. Um, are you pregnant? No, I'm not pregnant. No. Okay. Yes, we've asked that question every week, and so far, it's it's always been a no. We're always waiting. No. We're waiting for for us to be the first ones to get the news. We want to be told before the the racers' uh, family members. Well, you know, being 48, I do not want to be pregnant. No? Mm-mm. You'd rather go skydiving? I'd rather go skydiving than be pregnant again, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love how we just equated pregnancy to uh, skydiving. Well, especially pregnancy at 48 after having six kids. Yeah, I would rather skydive. <laughs> Lucky seven. Lucky number seven. No, no, no. If Cole, if Cole doesn't want to do the amazing race with you right now, just think seventh kid. That's somebody who can uh, race with you for All Star Seven. Someone that can race with me in another twenty something years. That'd be good. Nineteen, only nineteen, Sherry. That's right, nineteen. Well, I still had to carry the the pregnancy, so it's still funny. I got to get pregnant. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, um, I think we should. That should be the last question. What okay. do you think, Michael? I don't think anything uh, improves upon the pregnancy question every time. That always is good. You'd be amazed how uh, that question. That's actually the least awkward situation we've had that with that question so far. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been three years since you uh, since you filmed the season. Yeah, this Thanksgiving will be three years because we were in Armenia for Thanksgiving. Have you ever had an Armenian themed Thanksgiving since then? No. <laughs> well, what would even be in an Armenian Thanksgiving? I'm very curious now. 
I don't know. We were just like eating some sort of shaved meat that night. So I don't know what it was, but they were just shaving it off and throwing it on a sandwich. Shaved meat. No, I don't know what it was. But we were talking about all the food we were missing back home. <laughs> thought it was like some sort of reference to Kurt and Brody, but uh, but I guess not. <laughs> no, it was just it was like on a stick thing, and they just like shaved it off and put on a sandwich for you. Oh, like uh, almost like a donair. Donut kebab, yeah. Or a sure. kebab, yes. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I think I think we're good. Is there anything else? that you want people to know about your season, Sherry? I mean, I guess that's it. You know, I guess the main thing is just always be nice to all the new seasons, you know, uh, contestants coming up. They're all excited, and it's really tough to, like, log in and read all the horrible comments. So if you can hold those mean comments back and just, you know, give constructive criticism, that's good. You know, because at the end of the day, we're just normal people excited to – do a once in a lifetime opportunity. And of course, their once in a lifetime opportunity is listening to me and Michael's jokes for 12 weeks straight. <laughs> and then trying to uh, run Logan off the internet. Come on now, Michael. That's all. That's only happened once, Michael. Come on now. It was a misunderstanding. <laughs> all right. So, Sherry, thank you for your time today. This has been. Uh, a very fun and interesting conversation. Probably the most unique conversation you've probably had about the uh, Amazing Race since your time on this show, I assume. Well, I really don't get to talk about it much, so this was kind of fun. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and thank you. No, no problem. I'm glad that we were able to work this out. So thank you for listening to this Amazing Race podcast. You can join us next week for our final interview of the series. If you've got any questions, feel free to contact us on our Facebook page, Reality TV Warriors, on our Twitter account, RTV Warriors, or on Twitter pages, MJ Armstrong for me, and Logs of Cracky for Logan. See you next time. Peace out, and just chill till the next interview. <laughs>